You're listening to the Hui Kala Baptist Church Podcast coming to you from the heart of Honolulu. Hui Kala is a committed family of faith that loves Jesus and loves one another. Um, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Acts 11. Um, we're going to look at two different passages. Um, the first passage is Acts 11, and we'll get into our second passage a little later. Uh, but Pastor said, I, I didn't know what to preach. I, I, I had a heart to preach, and I wanted to just to take that step of faith and just see um, what God can do through me and just to encourage you guys as a church family. Um, I had all these ideas, and I was like, man, what? I don't know. Um, but, man, God was just working on my heart, and uh, he, I, this is more of a message that, that, man, that what I've been going through and I want to share with you guys. You know, so it's, it's a huge heart message that I just want to share with my family. So the first passage um, is Acts 11, and we'll be looking in um, mostly in verse 19 to 26, uh, but to give a little context of uh, what's going on in this um, chapter and just going on in the book of Acts and with the early, uh, early Christians, you know, we see in chapter 9, you know, with, with Saul being the, the big, his big uh, conversion, you know, and he's, uh, he's living for Jesus now. He was the one who was persecuting uh, and killing Christians. And, um, and we see that Jesus come to him at, uh, on his way to Damascus, um, and, and we, he gets saved. You know, he later becomes Paul, and he, he becomes the, you know, one of the, he writes most of the New Testament. And then we come to uh, chapter 10. You know, another, chapter 10 is another pivotal chapter, I believe, in, in Christianity. And we see that this is the first interaction of a Gentile you know, receiving Christ. You know, mostly we saw Jews, and you know, we, didn't, they, we never saw Gentiles get saved, at, uh, but we see uh, Peter and Cornelius. Uh, Cornelius, um, you know, um, Peter, uh, Cornelius, has, he sees the angel, and he tells him, oh, uh, go to Peter, you know, go to this man, Simon, surnamed Peter, and then he comes to Peter, and, and he, he, Peter has his dream, and uh, he doesn't understand it, and then he, uh, Cornelius' men, uh, they come, and they come to Peter's house, and, he, and then I love the verse where, you know, the Spirit says, no, do, go, go talk with him, go be with him, and no, don't doubt. Um, so he goes with him, and uh, he goes back to Cornelius' house, and they start, you know, just conversing, and, you know, we see Peter share the gospel with him, and he gets saved. Um, so that's basically the, the uh, chapter 10, and uh, we get into chapter 11. You know, we see uh, the beginning part, you know, the apostles and the Jewish Christians, they hear what's going on, and they're like, you know, they, they're, they're angry. You know, they, you see in uh, chapter uh, 2 uh, that, that, you know, they're, they're, why did he eat with the, uh, he's contending, the Jewish people are contending with him. In verse 3, you know, they're saying, well, why did you eat with the uncircumcised? Why did you come to eat with the Gentile? Um, and Peter's like, what? What's going on? You know, and then we see Peter, full, uh, verse 4, um, we see Peter explain himself. I know from verse 4 to um, I believe verse 18, yeah, uh, verse 17. You no, know, he, so he's just giving his testimony. Hey, this is what happened. You know, God was in charge. God was leading this. You know, and, and I, can't control, I can't control what God does. You know, and uh, we see that. You know, then we get into uh, verse 18, and they're like, oh, wow, okay, God's controlling it. You know, so they held their peace, you know, and they praised God, and, you know, they were giving God the glory. Then we get into verse 19, um, and we'll read um, from verse 19 to verse 26. 
The Bible says that they were which scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, traveled as far as Penance and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and of Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the, the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and heard and, and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. So we see um, what's going on in this story. You know, we, we see in the beginning parts, um, you know, the, the, the Christians, when Stephen got, well, got persecuted and Stephen died, you know, those Jewish, you know, they felt that persecution, you know, so they scattered. You know, we see them going to these three different cities, you know, and, and, and start preaching. You know, plant, they, they've planted churches. Um, we see a particular church that I kind of want to focus on, um, the, the church of Antioch. You know, we see this church of Antioch. You know, uh, I did my research. Uh, I, the Antioch is probably the, 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 the third most largest city at the time. Uh, I think Rome was first and Alexandria was second. So this is a big city, well-known city. Um, we see these, these Jewish Christians, you know, they come. Um, I think this is a beautiful picture of, of God. You know, we, in the Christian's mindset, they thought, oh, man, we're getting persecuted. You know, but they get scattered. But it's a beautiful picture that God is still sovereign and they use, God uses this to plant churches. I think that's a beautiful picture of, of God's sovereignty. Um, but we see that, you know, they, they start, you know, they're planting the church, and they're preaching to the Jews, you know, and they're, 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 they're seeing people saved and, and whatnot. And um, we get to the part where uh, Barnabas, um, um, the Jewish Christians, they're like, whoa, what's going on? You know, something's happening here. Something's happening at this church. You know, something uh, is going on. Something's different. You know, so they, they call for Barnabas and go, hey, Barnabas, can you, can you come and, and, and go check this church out and, and see what's going on? And so Barnabas is like, okay, let's go. Um, and he, he comes to this church and he, he sees, and I love how the Bible says that in, in verse 23, for when he came and had seen the grace of God. I just imagine him just coming, he goes, grace of God. I truly believe, you know, when he came here, you know, he saw all those new believers. You know, he saw those, those Jewish Christians or those, those Jewish people who got saved. He saw the Grecians. You know, they're getting saved. They saw all these young believers, new believers, and he was just like, man, only the grace of God could do this. Uh, so he comes, and, you know, he, 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 he sees it, and he's just amazed. And then we get to that, that latter part. You know, he, you know, we see just picture yourself. You know, picture yourself. Just picture this situation. Barnabas just comes and he's just like, "Whoa, man! I, something. There's so much going on." You know, we we know that Barnabas he loved to exhort people. You know, that was his name. He wanted to exhort people. Uh, so we see that you know, he wants to exhort this church, and I believe he wanted to just leave them with an important truth. You know, and I feel like if we can grasp this truth, this was this was just astonishing. Know, what he what he says to them 
And we see that he comes and he, he sees all these new believers. He sees all these people getting saved. And, you know, he thinks, and we, we have to think that most of these Christians at this church, you know, they were Jews. You know, they, they were the ones who were following the law. You know, so they, they had that religion. You know, but then we see that, you know, they, now they've come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, they get saved. You know, so they, Barnabas sees that, so he goes, man, what can I leave them? What can I, what can I, how can I exhort them, you know, to, to walk with, the, with, with, with Jesus, to, to continue in their, their walk with God? You know, and I think, you know, if we can grasp this, this would help us, but we see that in verse 23, you know, the Bible says, when he, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with a purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. That the Greek word for uh, cleave uh, is prosmeno. You know, the definition is that to stay further, that is remain in a place with, with a person or to abide with or to continue in. You know, so Barnabas is coming. He sees everything. He sees all these new Christians, and he wants to leave them with something. And he's telling them to continue with Jesus. You know, to don't look towards that religion, your old religion. Don't look towards, you know, all this. Don't look towards the world, but to continue with Jesus. You know, I think many of us, you know, many Christians, you know, they accept Jesus as their Savior, you know, and they're, they're saved. You know, but they don't, they don't continue with Christ. You know, it's, it's you know, Jesus saves you, you know, and it's by his grace that saves you. But it's by his grace that sanctifies you. No, it's by his grace. It's only through Jesus, no, that, that, that will make us grow with, with Christ. No, I'm guilt, I was guilty for that. I, no, I got saved and no, I was starting, no, I was, got discipleship and I started to know stuff. But man, there was a mindset of my, I had a mindset of, man, I got, I didn't read my Bible today. Oh man, God, God's mad at me. I got to read my Bible. No, and then I started doing stuff. Oh man, I got to do this. I got to do that. And no, ah, no, for God to accept me. Um, and it was about six months ago that God really got a hold of my heart. And, he, and I got to just learn, you know, who Jesus was and, and just fall in love with him. And since then, my, my, Christian, my Christian walk has never been the same. You know, so maybe you're here tonight, you know, and you're a young Christian, and, you know, maybe you're recently saved, and, you know, you're, you're, you're still learning on how to, you know, live this Christian life. You know, can I be a Barnabas tonight? This is my heart. Can I be a Barnabas tonight um, and tell you, you know, to don't, don't look towards anything, that it's only Jesus Christ. You know, to, to walk with him, to abide in him, that to, 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 to cleave, to, to just fall in love with him. You know, or maybe you're more of a mature Christian tonight and, you know, you, you, you're kind of falling into that religion mindset. Uh, could I just tell you to just stop? You know, to stop. You know, that it's not worth it. You know, that it's only Jesus Christ. You know, and, and to look and to, to just to fall in love with him. You know, God, you know, Jesus is, is wonderful. You know, and I put this on my notes. I said, uh, you know, why is Jesus better? You know, why, you know, what, what, what's going to, why should we cleave? You know, why is Jesus better? You know, and I wrote some things down. You no, know, Jesus is better because he is the truth. 
And like we learned earlier today, that he is the truth, that he is the life, that he is the way. You know, John 14, 6. You know, he, he's all of that. You know, we see in John 6 that he is the bread of life. We see in John 4 that he is the living water. And we see just like that song uh, in, in, in John chapter 3 that he is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You know, so why should we cleave? Why should we continue? Why should we abide with Jesus? Because he is better. He's everything. You know, and you know, so many times we just get that, that mindset, oh, I just got to do this. No, Jesus paid it all. He came into the world to save sinners. You no, know, he said he, he, it is finished, that, the, that everything is done. You know, but so many times we have that mindset, okay, Jesus, I accept you, but I wanna, I'm going to do this with my Christian life. I'm, I'm going to control it. No, Jesus is, we have to allow Jesus to do it. We have to continue with him. We have to abide with him. You know, and with that, no, our, it, it's, that's how our Christian walk. And I truly believe, you no, know, Barnabas saw the contrast. You no, know, I believe that he saw the impact that Jesus made in his life uh, and, and in other people's lives. You no, know, he was the man who, who, who saw Saul's life. He saw Saul's conversion. You no, know, he saw that Jesus was just a major impact in his life. And, you know, and we, I believe as the beginning part of, verse, of chapter 11, he even he sees this Jewish Christian and he sees that, you know, these Christians with that religion, that mindset, you know, we see in the beginning, chap the beginning verses that they were mad. They were mad that a Gentile got saved. You know, but why? Because he was uncircumcised. You know, he, was, he wasn't part of the, that Jewish custom or the Jewish uh, culture. You know, so they kind of had, they still had that religion mindset. You know, so Barnabas saw the difference. And he, he wanted to tell these believers, you know, mature believers, whoever was there, he wanted to tell them that if we want to, if you want to grow, if you want to thrive and, and, and grow in your Christian life from the inside out, it's only going to come from Jesus. It's only going to come from Jesus. So cleave. No, so, so continue with him. So walk with him. So what we see that, um, and then that comes with my second question. No, we can, we can say, oh, I want to cleave unto him. I'm going to walk with him. No, but what's going to motivate you? And we see the, the verse 23, um, that with purpose of heart, they would cleave, that they would continue. Now, what's, what's going to drive us? Now, what's going to drive you to, to cleave, to continue with Christ? Now, I, God, now, this is one part where uh, God really just, man, he put in my heart, um, I believe so many Christians don't realize the importance and the beauty of the gospel, that they don't fall in love with the gospel, that they don't fall in love with, the, with, with Jesus Christ. You know, they see, they I accept you, Jesus, but they don't understand. They don't see the importance. And for, I think the only motivation that, that's going to drive us is falling in love with the gospel. You know, realizing the, the magnitude the impact, the, 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 just the awesomeness you know, of the gospel. 
Um, so that's going to bring us to our, our, second, uh, our second passage. Uh, we're going to turn to Romans 5. Now, um, I've never read Romans 5. I, I remember reading it, um, but I, try to tr- I, I challenged myself. My, I, wa- I wanted to memorize Romans 5 and Romans 8 during the summer. Um, so I was memorizing it. Um, I've, and this has been on my heart, and I'd love to share with you guys. If you, if you want to transform your Christian life, if you want to thrive in your Christian life, meditate and memorize Scripture. I'm telling you, if, if, if we believe that this is the Word of God, that God has preserved it, that this is literally who God is, that we don't have to hear an audible voice, that we don't have to, oh man, who, are, who is God? No, this is God. You know, and, and he's preserved it so we can know him. You know, so I'd love to encourage you guys, family. You know, if you guys want to you know, thrive and just know who, who Jesus is more and who God is, memorize scripture. You know, Romans 5 was a good one for me. You know, it showed me and it, it taught me my standing with God. And I believe the passage that we're going to look at is just a summary of the whole concept of, of the gospel. And I believe if we can just see the, the, the awesomeness of, of the gospel, and we're going to fall in love with it. Um, so if you have your Bible, uh, just turn to Romans 5, and we're just going to look at four verses. Uh, we're going to look at verse 6 and 10, and uh, we'll read it, and then we'll kind of break it down. But I truly believe that if we can get a hold of, of just how awesome the gospel is, that's going to motivate us. No, to not look towards religion, to not look towards anything, but to look towards and to continue only with Jesus. Uh, so we'll look at verse 6 and 10. Uh, the Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Man, that fires me up. Now, there's so, many different, there's so many different words, and we'll break it down, but man, that's just, I was, I probably, I'll just, just being transparent, I'd love for you guys to just memorize this, ver, this, this passage, this, this chapter, because um, there's so much meat, um, and it's just awesome. Um, but we'll break it down. We see in verse 6, uh, for when we were yet without strength, no Basically, Paul is saying, man, when we, no, we do not have strength for salvation. We don't have strength, you know, to earn it. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20 that there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. You know, it tells us in Romans 10 that as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. No, there is none that seeketh God. There's none that understandeth. You know, that tells us in Romans 3.23 that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No, so, no, verse 6 is saying, man, when we were yet without strength, 
Now, when, when, we don't, when we did not have any strength for salvation, you know, to come to God, to get to God, you know, in due time, you know, in, in God's timing, you know, that's so awesome. And in and, 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 and that right exact time, God knew what Christ died for the ungodly. No, then we get into verse 7, and I love how Paul wrote verse 7. Um, it, it just goes along with verse 8. But the Bible says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some will even dare to die. No, so he, he's saying, man, for when we were out, out strength, no, God, Christ died for the ungodly. And he makes a contrast, okay, for, for probably, or no, yeah, people would die for a righteous man. No, un, no, undoubtedly, you know. Yeah, he, he, no, person who might be good and morally right, and and he might be good, and 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 he might be a good person. No, but our God is so much better that He does the unthinkable. That and then that goes along with verse eight. So we see the contrast, and no, we we always hear Romans five eight, but God commendeth. Um, but when you see it, you no, know, we you read verse seven. And then you get to verse 8, but God. But, I love that word, but. No, for scarcely, for, for, for undoubtedly, yeah, no, someone will die for a righteous man, and even a good man, but God. But God what? But God commendeth. But God demonstrate. But God proves. But God show, he, he literally, no, he doesn't just say, I love you guys. He proves it. And that while we were yet sinners, so we see that we're ungodly, we're sinners. No, while we were yet sinners, Christ dies for us. Know that we have no hope. Know that we were on our way separated from God. But God proves. God loves us. He loves you. He loves, for God so loves the world that in that while we were yet sinner, sinners, Christ dies for us. No, then we get into uh, verse 9. No, so because of that, because of, of, of Jesus dying, and he was the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, because he is the, the propitiation, the highest satisfactory payment. No, so because, and if we accept Jesus as our Savior, no, and, and we, we are saved, then we get to verse 9. Much more then, being now justified. Now that word justified, you know, it, it's, it's a part of being declared righteous, you know, being made righteous. Uh, that, you know, at first when God sees us, you no, know, he sees our sin. You no, know, but as, as, as 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. But why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So because of what Jesus did and because we accept it, you know, as John 1.12 says, as, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name. So be, as, if we receive Christ as our Savior, no, God doesn't see our sin. He sees God's righteousness. He sees that, that no, uh, to give you a better understanding, I think Romans 4, um, the ending verse that we see that, um, 
I think in verse 21, and being fully persuaded that he had promised, he was able to perform it, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. It was, I love that word imputed. Uh, it means transferred. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. For if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. You know, so he... Literally, Jesus died to transfer, to, 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 to become our sin, you know, so we can be made righteous. That if we accept Jesus as our Savior, we are declared righteous. And because of that, then we see in, verse, in the latter verse, and we shall be saved from wrath through him. That we're saved from the wrath of God. We're saved from, uh, from Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. You know, from that separation, we're saved from that. You know, and then we get into the last verse, and we see verse 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You know, that word reconciled, the, the Greek word means uh, to compound a difference. You know, we just, just imagine, you know, it, when we were not in Christ, we were, according to this verse, we were enemies. We were at war with God. Now we don't, we didn't have a relationship with Him. But then, then that 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 war, no, that 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 war was over. Why? By the by the death of His Son. That just fires me up. That that we that we were once in enemies with God. But now we're, we're, we're mended. We have a relationship with him again. No, we're, we're, we're not at war. We have peace with God. Romans 1, 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, well, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So with that, you know, uh, that's the gospel. You know, that's who Jesus is. Knowing that, and we were yet without strength. We have no hope. We were, we're wicked sinners. We're not just. We're not righteous. That Jesus came and he, he died for us so we can be reconciled. We can be justified. That we can have a, a relationship with the creator. We can have a relationship with God. Man, that's, that's how does, how will that not motivate us? You know, to continue with Christ that we don't have to look towards religion anymore, that we don't have to do sacrifices, that we don't have to follow the law anymore, that we can literally walk with our Savior. Man, you know, and I, that's just, how, how you know, so how, what's going to motivate you guys? You know, what's going to motivate you as a Christian? You know, to, to walk with Christ, to continue in Christ, you know, to, to just fall in love with Jesus. So with that, uh, we're almost done. Um, so how do we apply this? You know, how do we apply you no know, continuing in Christ? Or you know, how do we apply, uh, and how, how, what does this look like in our lives? You know, we see that, um, and I believe Barnabas is such a, a wonderful picture, and Saul is a wonderful picture, but uh, because we are falling in love with Jesus, you know, we will embrace his grace in every aspect of our life. That we're not going to look towards religion, that we're not going to look towards anything, that we're going to totally embrace his grace. 
that we are saved, that we're saved from wrath, that, that we don't have to, we're not at war. You know, and through that, you know, we're, that we're new creatures and that we can embrace his grace in every aspect of his, our, our lives, you know, with our family, with our, with our relationships, with what, whatever the case is, you know, with our walk with God, you know, that we can fully embrace, that we don't have to think, oh, man, I have to read my Bible or God's not going to be mad at me. No, it's going to be like, okay, God, you died for me, so I get to read your Bible. No, you died for me, so I get to come to church. No, you died for me, so by, by your grace, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to love my family. No, by your grace, no, and I'm going to embrace your grace, and I'm going to, I'm going to no, love my coworkers. No, whatever the case is, but because we're falling in love with Jesus and we understand the power of the gospel, and because the, of what he's done, we can embrace his grace. You know, I believe Saul was a beautiful picture of that. You know, that, that he, he killed Christians, he persecuted Christians, and then he got saved and he embraced it. He loved people and he, he wanted to invest his life in people and he made those relationships and he loved God. And he loved his church. So you know, if we, because we're falling in love with Jesus, we will embrace his grace. And secondly, because we are falling in love with Jesus, we, have, we will have a desire to reach others. Now we see, you know, uh, uh, Barnabas, I, and, 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 and you know, we see the later chapters that he becomes a missionary. You know, we see that Saul in, in the later chapters, he becomes a missionary. Why? Because they were in love with Jesus and they wanted to tell other people about it. You know, that they wanted to go to these different cities. You know, it didn't matter. You no, know, Paul got persecuted. Paul got stoned. It didn't matter what happened. He was so in love with Jesus that he wanted to reach others. He wanted to tell people the importance of the gospel, how the goodness of the gospel, how only through Jesus that we were saved, that we have a relationship with God. You know, so if, you're, if we're falling in love with Jesus, if we're abiding with him, if we're continuing with Jesus, we will reach others. And lastly, uh, because we are falling in love with Jesus, you now we will be filled with the Holy Ghost and full of faith. You now we see in verse 24, uh, of Acts 11, uh, real quickly, uh, it kind of gives us a, a kind of an idea of who Barnabas was. In verse 26, it says, and when he had, oh, in verse 24, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. And Barnabas was so in love with Jesus that he was filled with the Holy Ghost, that he was full of faith, you know, that's, that's you know, what, what pastor's been preaching about the past couple weeks. You know, launching out. You know, taking that faith. I believe if, if we have a, as a church family can fall in love with Jesus, we will launch out. We will be full of faith. We will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we see Barnabas, you know, that's, that's the second time we see in Scripture. You know, when we first meet Barnabas, um, no, uh, when we see, you no, know, this is a beautiful, you no, know, we see it. Know how Barnabas loved Jesus and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. So conclusion, you know, believer, you know, if you're a child of God today, you know, whether you're a young Christian or, or a mature Christian, wherever you are with your walk of, with, with God, allow the love of the gospel to motivate you to fall in love with Jesus so you can continue with him so you can abide with him, 
so you can cleave unto the Lord. Allow the gospel to just, to just and to be full of it. You know, that's what changed my life. Uh, I, I, six months ago, I fell in love with the gospel. I didn't realize the, how, how big what Jesus did for me. Six months ago, I fell in love with it. You know, and it's been changing my life since, and it's just like, whoa. You know, so believer, if, if you're a child of God, for, allow the gospel, allow the, the love of the gospel to motivate you to, to, to walk and to continue and to fall in love with Jesus. You know, and if, if, you're, if, you're, not, if you're not saved and, you know, you've, you're, you don't have a relationship with God, you're not going to be able to cleave. You know, it, 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 it's not going to happen. Because it's only, you, you know, you, John 3, 3, you know, you must be born again. You know, you must be born into the family. You know, so if you're not, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with, uh, with Jesus Christ, can I plead with you that Jesus is better, that Jesus loves you so much, that, that Jesus, we saw Romans 5, he did all of that because he loved us first. He did all of that because he wants a relationship with you. You know, that if, 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 you're not here, you don't have a relationship, uh, man, tonight could be your night to accept Christ, you know, to embrace the, his grace, to, to, to fall in love with him. You know, if we don't, you know, the, the, the Bible is plain and clear that, you know, he that believeth on the Son hath life, and he that believeth not on the Son hath not life, and the wrath of God abides on him. So if you're here tonight, you know, please, let tonight be the night now, you don't look towards religion. You don't look towards anything. That you look towards Jesus and you, and you see what he's done for you and accept him. The Bible says receive. You know, if you call upon him, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he, that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So just um, final thought, um, let's be a church. No, let's be a church. Let's let's be a Christian that that will walk and to and can be and just fall in love with the gospel. You know, I, I that's one my one thing. I, I know I may not see you for a long time, you know, but that was on my heart, and I just wanted to just share that with you. Um, but let's be a church, because I'm telling you guys, I I'm just being born and raised here. The Hawaii needs the gospel, and if we can be a church. That is, that's falling in love with Jesus, if we can be, if we can be Christians that, that are continuing with the Lord and abiding with him, we don't know what God can do. We don't know the impact that we, we're, we can do through God and through the gospel you know, for this city and for the world. So let's be a church that will cleave, that will continue, that will walk, and that will fall in love with Jesus.